moving forward. Sunday to all around Maui across the world coming live to you from KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui, the home of the radio revolution. And as always, Kavika Hoke right here with you to take you down some of the rabbit holes of the week. We're going to catch up on a few things that we've been posting on the KAKU feed throughout the week, talk about some new things, got a little announcement, and then I'm going to spoil Mandalorian because you know what? It's Sunday. This is the way. All right, first off, announcements, call for entry, all right? Right now, the call for entries for the Pau Parade and Ho'olaulea scheduled for Saturday, June 17th, all right? So, uh, the, the, the theme, all right, the celebrating theme is Arise All People of the Land, all right? And the deadline to submit an application is May 26th. You can get all the rules and judging criteria. Check it out. I think it's only uh, $50, to submit uh, your 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 float or your group if you're a for-profit, and then it's free for a non-profit. So you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that we got to have a public access float. All right? What do you think? What do you think? We should make one, right? Somebody tell Jay and the guys upstairs, let's do it. All right? I'm thinking we should have, like, a giant sled, maybe, like, you know, horses or something, and then we have, like, brother Tony in the back just cha. Yeah. I, it sounds like a good idea to me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how he looks in Spurs. All right? Anyway, either way, put those in. Check it out. Take a chance. Walk down the parade and stretch your stuff. All right? And a little more serious uh, conversation. You know, we were talking the other day about AI and how it's coming, like, new leaps and bounds every day. And you know what? It is, it is crazy to think how far that uh, deep fake technology chat gpt uh you know mid journey stable diffusion and now voice cloning which is crazy because like robot voices you can normally tell like i am a robot you know like that type of voice it just like you can tell like it, the cadence is off but there is just the way that AI technology has now adopted into voice cloning, it has now even made it a terrifying place for parents. In this last week, a mother in Arizona was given a call from a kidnapper who said they had kidnapped her child and that they had their child and they used a deep fake AI voice clone to pretend the child was there. And uh, it, she almost got taken for a huge run there, which, I mean, just to think that, like, your kid could be right around the corner and then two seconds later, like, you would think that your kid's gone. I mean, it's a crazy world that we live in, so, you know, totally possible to think that any of us could get scooped up at any minute. Not that I'm here to make people get crazy about, like, kids getting stolen, whatever. No, man, I grew up in the 80s. That was terrible enough as it was back then. But to think, you know, this goes back to the whole, the dark side of AI. Are we really... 
you know, are we really unleashing something that has great potential to the world or is it already getting misused? You know, it's one thing to create a genie's lamp. It's another thing to give the lamp to the wrong people to rub. And as it seems right now, uh, the learning curve on AI for scammers, terrorists and kidnappers, it's now becoming a tool for them just as much as it is for a tool for you at school or at work. So we'll uh, we'll have more to talk about that uh, with some interesting guests in the coming weeks. But I really just wanted to to bring a note on that and be aware. You know, we've got so many levels of scamming going on now because of how bad the economy is. You know, you we've seen over the past few years, even before the pandemic. You know, you'd see state governments, city governments, and and major corporations being held hostage by black hat hackers. And now we have parents being held hostage by an AI voice clone. So we are now living in a time where it's it's going to be even easier to get scammed because the want to break into scamming will be at an all-time high because of the pressures of the economy. You got to think about that. You know, and that's where we also we have to keep our guard up, but we we can't keep our bias up. We can't keep that negative bias up. We we still have to give the world around us a chance to be to be real and kind, but in protection of it when it's not, we have to recognize that things like this are coming our way. And we have to have an open mind to what what could be out there to confuse or trick us. So keep your eyes out when you're dealing with, you know, scams and offers. I know a lot of you guys out there that get sucked into that Bitcoin scam on Instagram, you know, and then you're like, my account got hacked. Well, your account didn't get hacked. All right. They soft hacked you. They, they got they got information off of you. And then you gave them that information. And then they figured out, like, what color your dog is in your uh, your mother's cousin's maiden last name, what she bought on, uh, you know, NewEggDirect.com last week. And then they got your passwords. So um, it's. I, I am I'm unsure at the point of that the stress that society's under that folks have now made themselves more susceptible, you know, whether it's something as as terrifying as as your child getting kidnapped or it's the escapist idea that someone could literally offer you two million Bitcoin overnight for just a ten thousand dollar investment. I'm I'm looking at all you guys, all you guys, you know who you are, your Instagram accounts and the next day it all looks like btc like crypto scam weird because you just thought maybe 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 you'd be rich so you got to stay away from these scams um and uh I'll, speaking of scams i won't cover them too much today but we're gonna have some interesting guests on in the next month and we're gonna talk about mlms and direct network sales and why the hell are they still around? Why? I don't get it. If any of you out there are listening, I know some of you in my friend's feed, you got sucked recently over the pandemic into uh, MLM dreams and other schemes, but it, do- it doesn't work, guys. That's that's why I make it a point to talk about this, post about this, point you towards things, uh, to, to really understand it from every angle, uh, every angle whether you're whether you need a cartoon or a stick figure to point out why or just the picture of the pyramid in general but mlms do not make money period all right your average person putting in time to those things they're lucky if they make a thousand dollars a year and that's full-time working it so um 
because I see some friends getting sucked in, I think it's education season again. I would normally port people towards the like John Oliver uh, video or even that episode of Teen Titans Go. But quite frankly, I think we need some new anti-MLM investigators to come out. So I'm going to be employing some of the best and brightest comedic minds who also have worked in certain industries. I'm also going to be uh, talking to some of our council members and some of our job developers on island. And that way you can see what's really out there instead of thinking you got to sell Tupperware, Auntie, because you know what? It's not going to work. You got a better chance of starting a Sensi shop, making steampunk hats, uh, and, and, and just putting gears on it than you do uh, selling doTERRA. Okay? Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And we'll give you all the reasons why. Coming up in our brand new amazing season of the Radio Revolution here on KAKU. But on a happier note, I just had I, I stopped and I saw this this week and it just it put a smile put a smile on my face it put a smile in my heart <laughs> it put giggles everywhere really um, as you folks know I'm an ally all right an ally to all as far as I'm concerned we're all just different flavors of meat all right we are human beings all right and we all need to cohabitate on this uh, bouncing blue ball careening through outer space spinning on its axis. And and I think tolerance is a huge discussion in this day and age now that we live in a, a world of so much information, whether it be good or bad information, we are now exposed to all elements. And as the algorithm gets stronger in its attempt to blur that line with its clickbait, it doesn't realize it's helping us in that case because we have now reached a point to where the nerve is so overexposed that the conversations get bigger and bigger to the point to where something that I've been complaining about all week catches up with something that I've been trying to champion since day one on this show. So um, it turns out that there is an amazing Instagram account out there uh, on the gram, and um, it's called Republicans, and uh, they AI generate Republican officials in drag, and quite frankly, I think it is the greatest deep fake happening on the Internet right now because, uh, you know, guys, gals, uh, they, thems in between everybody. I, I don't care who you are. Anyone, all my flavors of meat out there in the universe. Um, people are going to do what they do. People are going to live how they want to live. I think it's very interesting that, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, the don't tread on me crowd sure loves to tread on other people. And I think that as a protest of art, you know, art used as a protest item that taking taking something as as good as AI stable diffusion is right now and generating these drag race ready Republicans, it, it puts things into a certain light. You know, it makes people it, it is just such a just smack in the face to some of these people to put them in these outfits because you know it makes them uncomfortable knowing that it exists i mean i'm sure that they're prepared for the slings and arrows but i think when their supporters see these and because we live in a day and age where some people can't tell ai from real i mean even though it's kind of clear to us younger ish and the young ends uh you know what's a good ai image and what's not but just the sheer sight of mike pence 
in uh, you know uh, a pink suit and a feather boa that just that makes me tingly on side. <laughs> just knowing that that somewhere out there his panties are in a bunch because of it, you know. So I say. Uh, d- Take the chance, get a laugh from it, maybe even add it to your stories every once in a while, just so that way you get that that uncomfortable uncle at the uh, at the dinner table has to see it. Because you know what, guys, this is it's it's weird. It's weird that in in this modern century that we're still having a conversation about telling people how to live. Uh, you know, for hundreds and thousands of years, mankind in its evolution has lived without these major leashes or constraints okay it's not until we reach the the modern colonial age that all these extra caveats of existence came about uh and in a lot of cases i you know i i try not to hammer on them too hard but we have to remember where the origin of most of this fuddy-duddiness comes from and that's from western religion you know i i, I know it's sunday and i know you just got out of church empty but you know i i, I can't help but say that we are this way because of what happens on Sunday out here. Okay, this is a, this is a world manifested by by Christian colonialism. Uh, manifest destiny. All right, the insular cases. Uh, these things. These things. Literally, you know, the doctrine of discovery said that we were either you either had to be Christian or dead because anything else was a savage. So you know, we we have. S- so sorely censored ourselves here in the Americas and in many parts of the first world. So I I take moments like these, like putting Republicans in drag as a way of uncensoring the system uh, because we, we really have restricted how we see life, you know, it man and man and woman and woman and man and woman and man, woman and man and and woman, 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 doesn't matter what the combination is since the dawn of time. People, through natural processes, have found their way to each other. All right? It, it, is not, it is not unnatural for two dudes to go, hey, you know what? I want to hold your hand. Or, or two women. Or, or two women and a man. Or two men and a woman. It doesn't matter because up until, like, the construct of Western marriage, like, people just did what they did. And even then, like, you get to the Wild West. I mean, you look at, like, the great travelers of the time. You'd have some, like, woman who has her hat that she hangs running a saloon while these guys are all running across manifest destiny, uh, you know, United States making it happen and only coming back, like, once every 11 months. I mean, in 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 olden times, just by the numbers sense, like, why would you think that you were tied down to just one person or one way of thought when like the likelihood of running into another person or let alone a person exactly like you because the population from the far corners as you know all hominids joined together and started mixing we we were all different it was all different and scary you know and then you go back to greco-roman times and you have people who like seriously like back then like sexuality was so fluid that you literally like it was a thing to just do it with your best friend because that's just like that's what dudes did. It's like, hey, you want to just go do it? <laughs> They'd go do it, and then that's where you'd get like your cheap sex, and then whether and then you'd have your romantic sex with your wife, and then you would just sometimes just like hang out with your neighbor because Netflix and chill happens. It's it's so weird, and then to think that we've spent just the past two centuries saying that no, this only happens like this, and it has to occur like this, and men must manly man against the womanly woman, etc., and that's the only way it can be, and it's like we are very complicated 
evolved creatures. Do you think that for all the things that have been miraculously put together to make us even work? I mean, half of us can't even figure out our bodies out, let alone our brains. And then you got to tell us that, like, we have to deny, like, centuries of just, like, preternatural disposition to want to just, like, touch and feel and, and, and want to love any type of person you meet. I mean, that's, that's our core design as social creatures. We're supposed to just find each other and, and convocate and socialize. And then, at, like a virus, we either create progress or we destroy each other. So in that progress should be the ability to love. So I think that this, this little protest of uh, Republicans is a great way of telling everybody to love. Because if you can't love this just a little and then laugh at... Uh, <laughs> Laugh at uh, Ted Cruz <laughs> looking like the bird lady Alcatraz. <laughs> he looked he looked like he looked like uh, like a black version of Big Bird or something in there, or like or almost like he could have been like a distant aunt that shows up for an episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> but it's 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 crazy. It is it is crazy to think that this is this is the psychological game meme warfare level that we have to get to in this day and age to maybe just make people see it because we now live in a day and age where people deny thousands of years of history, existence, sexuality and 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 just gender life in general. And and, and if any of you are feeling that this triggers you, if you're if you're a little snow Flaky self is melting a little bit inside because you don't like that somebody likes how other people just live their lives freely. Well, maybe you need to rethink the way that you're thinking. Okay, so time to use Sunday what it's good for reflecting and then learning how to love yourself and other people around you. So, whether or not you believe in walking into those church doors or just sitting in front of your TV, whatever is getting in your way from loving thy neighbor, figure it out all right one last bad subject before we go on the biggest ballad of the day okay so turns out that uh bali bali is now almost as bad as well i mean i don't want to say it's, it's its own place of problems now like we know what's going on in the rest of the 14 outlying territories how hard puerto rico has been hit how much over tourism is ripping us apart but now now they're starting to see it in in bali it's becoming it's becoming apparent and as i read through what's been happening in bali the amount of tourist visitation uh where the tourists uh, are coming from what the tourists are doing we're seeing a lot of the similarities of what's gone on out here in the islands and in puerto rico and other polynesian islands throughout the pacific as uh, the first world essentially uses us as a vacation ground first and then goes "Ooh, i need an escape but then they spend a little extra time here and goes you know what I could escape for the rest of my life. I think I'm just going to move in. And then we also have the fact that there's an entire generation of Americans who can't hold down an apartment, let alone a house. So it's easier for them to become a gig worker that travels the road living in Airbnbs. And guess what? It's happening in Bali, too. We now have just it's it's I mean. It sounds just like anything else we hear out here. Oh, just another day for drunk Australians. Just another day for drunk Japanese guys. Oh, my God. Someone's puking over out in the poly. Whatever. Like, that. that's not the part that, that I'm bringing this up for. It's the more intricate part towards the end of most of my reading on this whole Bali conflict is how it's 
upending an economy, pushing out its own people, turning them into refugees anywhere else but their home country, and replacing them with a crude workforce that is willing to do anything by tooth and nail to stay in paradise. Case in point, we have like, look at Kihei. Uh, uh, how many college girls from the East Coast are hiding inside of somebody's house right now working for $300 a week as an au pair to four children? Never to see the light of day. It's happening. I know it's happening. You know it's happening. Somebody's been pouring drinks for these poor girls as they try to escape from the tri- to, to the triangle every night. But God only knows how many creepy ass dads and uh, you know unhappy uh, wives are are yelling at them every night uh, as they tell them to watch their kids for pennies on the dollar. And that's bad for them just as it's bad for us. Because what happens when all we get is a bunch of unhappy tourist force telecom workers or airbnb live-in worker types that come to to watch these one percenters and climate refugees children and then they're dragged through everything that they are to not make a single dime and then they think they want to stay and then they end up on the street this is just another avenue to put people on the street while it also kills what should be a valuable economy all right if you're going to pay people to watch your kids you should be paying them well Okay, so just because you think that you can cut their uh, pay in half because you're giving them room and board, no. And if you're one of those au pairs out there listening, you should call the labor board or you should go find a lawyer because these people are screwing with your life. Okay. That is the hardest part about colonial tourism and uh, refugee climate escapists right now is that they're bringing their bad economies with them. And those bad habits, as they infect our economy, will then turn our economy into a flaming pile of crap. Uh, And the only way to escape that is to take a stand. You've got to stop taking those bad jobs. You've got to stop taking anything that's thrown your way. Okay. yes, opportunity is an important thing. But if you cannot live while taking that opportunity, then do not take it. It is not an opportunity. It's a trap. In the words of the great Admiral Agbar, it's a trap. And so you should run off. You really should. You should just no. All right. So if any of you uh, poor lost young maidens out in Kihei or uh, on the west side or I don't care if you're a manny or a girly, whatever, doesn't matter. You shouldn't be. trapped inside somebody's house watching their kids every day while their husband creeps on you uh it just uh it's it's not cool it's not good for business it's not good for life and then in in the eventuality people people accepting that as an everyday thing it just makes it a real thing again and again so the only way to stop it is to stop taking the job so uh, for all you kids that answer the call on Craigslist to go woofing on a farm, all you uh, college kids that come out on the opportunity of being some uh, four-star Michelin restaurant chefs like nanny to his three stepchildren and his ex-wife he can't get rid of, don't do it. Don't do it because I know how bad they're paying. You know how bad they're going to pay you. Doesn't matter if they're going to give you a place to stay. If the only answer is lock yourself inside the house and watch those kids for a penny a day, then you should run away. And same thing goes for any of the crap jobs that are out there. Uh, You know, it's really nice to see we have a vibrant food truck economy of self-supporting artists. Uh, in the food industry, we we have a, a great swap meet community and craft there. 
vending community. We have great comic book artists and filmmakers. So please, those of you that are afraid of what would happen if you left your normal job, you know, the thing that you should be more afraid of is you're getting used to being in that job. You're getting used to being in a job that's mistreating you. Take the chance on you. Walk away from the colonial trap and give in to yourself. Go out there, find the job of your dreams. Hell, even if it says you're not qualified, go ahead and do it. Okay? As a guy who's uh, ripped and torn his way through the industry to where I am today, just chance him, bro. All right, you never know. Someone might give you that opportunity. And heck, if you're hearing this and you think I could give you a job, give me a call. The phone line's always open. All right. But last thing, the fun thing of the day, okay? Because this is the way I promised it at the beginning of our talk. And I needed enough time to talk about this. Oh, I have already talked about this last week. I, I talk about it every week, but, you know, I, I got to get in that little slice of pop culture because. Guys, 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 we need to talk about Mando, all right? This is this is the greatest contribution to science fiction cinema, all right? Like, one, yes, Yojimbo in space. Two, yes, it, it turned into some funny stuff last week. But this week, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Mm, mm. Okay, so... Uh, first of all, if you haven't watched it yet, shame on you. And from here on out, it's spoilers. So you can either turn this off or come back to it later. Either way, sayonara, aloha, see you later. But for the rest of you that have stayed and made sure to finish it the second that it came out at midnight or 9 uh, p.m. as it comes out here on Hawaiian Standard Time. Uh, for those of you who answer the creed on time, we're going through the spoilers now. I've waited a week. I've been wanting to talk about this. I was supposed to have a guest today to talk about this. And now just you and me and the fly on the wall and a picture of Uncle Larry. We're going to talk about this. Okay? We're going to talk about what has got to be the greatest episode ever in this series. Okay? This is a lot of hot things happened that led to this point. Okay? First of all, we cold open. All right? On, on this whole conversation and we know that the dark side is aware that the Mandos are getting back together and then we get to see Mando Star Cruiser a stolen Star Cruiser with a Mando insignia flying over a planet to find out that the Mandos are reuniting so you've got those who've taken the Creed and you've got those that follow Bo-Katan Kreez they, they sit down and they're like okay here's the deal we gonna have dinner and we better not kill each other. And uh, and we're going to go on a mission. We're going to go on a mission to take back Mandalore. Which, side note, before we even get to that moment, IG-12. We need to talk about IG-12. This is the cutest, funniest, most insane, but I love it, development in the show. Everybody's been talking about when is Grogu going to talk? Do we have to time jump to make him talk? And then he's been cooing the whole time. They're like, ooh, maybe that means baby's going to talk soon. And then we get a droid that he fits inside of, like a Robotech. And then we find out that it's got communication buttons. So now he can say yes and no, which that's a big thing. Like when a baby can finally say yes, no, give me mom, dad. I mean, those are important lines. So as far as I'm concerned, Grogu saying yes or no through uh, protocol droid assist is the equivalent of saying daddy, give me a cookie because 
he's 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 first he's offered he's offered the droid right so like carl weathers is just like oh mando just let the baby try it out and and then you know and then you get that that pedro pascal din jarin just like i i don't think so this is no not gonna happen no this is the way not gonna happen silly silly He's a baby. And, and it was funny because like all these other episodes that have passed, it's like, no, you're a man. You can fight. Look at that. Go fight the other little foundlings. Like you're, 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 you're a young badass in training. And then the second he gets mobility, it's like, it's like when, when dad gives son car keys without talking to mom and mom's like, don't let my baby boy take that. But both of them's inside of one parent in this scenario. So Din Djarin's like, oh God, this means he can go wherever he wants. But then now. Now he's got these stupid yes and no buttons. And you and you can tell, you know? So, like, the second he's like, oh, go ahead and walk around the room. And then Grogu just, like, walks it around the room and he's slamming the yes button and fist pumping. He's like, yes, 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 yes. And then he's just fist pumping that button all through the streets. And there's a certain point where, like, this is a terrible joke. But then the parent in you is like, no, this this joke needs to play out. And and just when you're finally fed up with it, that's when they like they make it a little more funny with one last like, oh, he's got hands to grab things. Food has been a normally fun thing for Grogu jokes, and we get that. Uh, but I I really think that like it was it was a really good heavy laugh that we needed because when you know what happens at the end of this episode and you reflect on the beginning of the episode, you want you want that laugh in your heart to go with the the tears that come at the end of this episode because they so then so grogu gets over it he, he uses his yes and no button correctly after that the punchlines are done we might get some more of those in future episodes but bo katan at dinner that night then convinces everybody whether you're on the side of the creed or on the side of the monarchy both sides must stand to create a landing party to go to Mandalore and that's that's when it gets even crazier because we thought we saw what we knew was a lot going on when Din Djarin and Bo-Katan went down there but it's a whole nother thing when they show up and we find out that there are other Mandalorians who've been sailing the planet like Vikings just trying to stay out of sight and just fighting remnants of wars and even more so once we go down in the depths we find out that there's a secret imperial base hiding inside of Mandalore making evil imperial shock trooper Mando gear on its own bro Bro, just when we thought that we were going to, like, reunite the world and start, like, a Mando movement, it turns out that, like, he's been, like, we thought just checking in with him at the beginning of the episode and him going, oh, well, these Mandalorians are going to be a problem. Nope, they weren't going to be a problem at all because, that, I mean, that was the thing. It's, like, one thing to reveal what the bad guy's doing. It's another thing in really good Star Wars, like, mythos that, like, we keep cutting back to a bad guy, but you really don't know what he's doing. Even though you see him pushing a lot of buttons and, and doing a lot of things, he's still manages to not show his entire hand to the audience and which i have to say this is uh this is just the level that it goes to because it has like feelings of like force unleashed it has feelings of like jedi outcast shadows of the empire just like all these all these just oh it's just all of the extended universe coming into one moment in a very rebels-esque story completion and all these Mandalorians get ambushed and they get 
trapped into a little hole. They get honey potted into a corner, and then just wave after wave after wave shows up. And then, of course, like Din Djarin gets separated from everyone. He's got to fend them all off. He gets his butt kicked, and then he gets dragged away. And in one moment to save everyone, Bo-Katan Kreese breaks out the dark saber, cuts a hole in the wall to make them all run away. So that way Moff Gideon doesn't plow them down. And then Moff Gideon cuts out with Din Djarin, and then the waves. The waves just keep coming. All these Mando-style shock troopers cutting it in. But all the Mandalorians have to escape. But one. Paz Vizsla. Bro. That was the most chicken skin I've held for an hour straight in like years. Okay? This is a warrior's tale right here. This is, you can see it welling up inside me just talking about John Favreau, you done broke the cry system in my eyes because now, now I'm crying about a Mandalorian character and it's all you and Filoni's fault. You have created the best character that like rubbed us all wrong. You voiced them. You got a great body actor for him. But just to think that you knew this was coming, that we were going to, we were just going to not like Paz Vizsla for a while just because he comes off so brash and then he goes and tries to kick Din Djarin's butt, but then he joins up because this is the way and he knows what's better than fighting is fighting alongside and he turns back to all of the mandos not just his own who answered the creed but the the monarchy mandos under bo-katan crees he turns back to a guy that he had just spent that afternoon having a fight over essentially a chess match for lesser things a guy who he would have slit his throat over chess now because he understands brothers in arms answers the call and he is swarmed by dozens of stormtroopers and everybody's like no break back we'll cover you and he's like no and he just shuts the door this is the way oh oh Oh, just watching him go. And not the fact that he just went down in a blaze of glory against like 50 guys. Like the gun overheats to the point to where it's melting and he's got to chuck that. And then he's got to fight him with his bare Mando hands. And then, and then they bring in the guard. And then that's when, and that's when they break him. But at that moment, that's, that is the greatest swan song to the Ballad of Paz Vizsla I could have ever expected. A hero among Mandalorians everywhere and one of the finest creations of a character story arc that the new Star Wars universe has provided us. Well, you can see how that got me. Just all. That's why I had to spoil it today. If you didn't see that, that's why you didn't get why this had to come out today. All right, so watch that episode if you haven't. If not, talk about it in the comments section. Man, I got to get myself cleaned up. It's been a crazy day. You know what? Sunday ahead of us. Make sure to be good to each other. Enjoy the things you like to stream. Uh, you know, treat yourself to some good time. And uh, we will catch you in the coming week. In the radio revolution here at KAKU 88.5 FM, the new home of rabbit holes. Just mahalo for coming on the ride. And we will see you Tuesday.